Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us. I am Lee. I'm here. I'm joined by Spencer. Spencer, how are you? Doing well. How about you? I'm doing good today. Levi, I think we got you. How are you doing, bud? Spectacular. And then rounding out our group here, we've got BJ. BJ, what's up? I'm good. Fresh sniffs all the way. Yeah, BJ is referencing what the topic of this pod is going to be today. Um, we all have scented candles. So that is what we're going to talk about. Uh, we all have, I believe, this. do we have the same set of scented candles today? We do. Okay, that's exciting. Well, before we get going on our uh, obviously probably very thorough and academic review of these scented candles, BJ, is there anything you'd like to talk about from one of our sister podcasts? Uh, yeah, we have uh, Mangum Breeds where we are doing two exciting things. One, we are doing uh, the Agatha Christie Award short stories um, and proceeding through those fairly rapidly and trying to figure out what a cozy short story mystery is. None of us quite know. Um, and then we're doing a chapter by chapter read of Harry Potter, the fourth book, which is your wife's favorite um, and might be ours as well. Uh, so far, so good. And on Mangum Talks TV, podcast I do with Spencer, we are reviewing Queen's Gambit. It's a lot of fun. Spencer's become a grandmaster in just a couple weeks. Sure. Yeah, there's apparently been a lot of talk on the sidelines about us eventually playing a game against each other, but I don't picture you allowing me to last beyond like 15 moves. Oh, I don't know about that, dude. I'm, I'm kind of the same way you are with Jess. Like, I feel like we would just both spiral and just take way too long. Um, yeah, I was asking Spencer uh, on the last Mangum Reads uh, recording or before it, uh, how much he would be willing to bet against you to to go to the Apes um, over a chess game, and he was pondering fairly significant figures, which I was I was very amused about. I will I will I'll play the game for charity. I will do that. Yeah, it could be fun. All right. Well, maybe that's something we'll do on Mangum Talks TV, but the topic at hand here today for this podcast is something that Levi proposed and it is a review of scented candles i believe we all have the same scented candles that we're going to review levi do you want to give us any background on what we've got in front of us um sure i'm not sure how to how to really really set that up right right so i think the sort of genesis here is that we wanted to have some things that we share um and other things that we can readily share um that sort of fit into our our lifestyles now um candles is one of them at least for me sure do we lose Levi? Yeah. Okay. Well, that's great radio. Looks like we've lost Levi. Um, but yeah, I mean, his point was we're all just, this is basically like a, just a topic of conversation that we've got yeah. around each other and it's scented candles. I think it's pretty great. Um, I would like to talk about the packaging. Maybe we can take some pictures of these and put them on somewhere whenever we post the pod, but I think the packaging is pretty dope. Yep. Um, they all come in like a, so it came in an Amazon box, but the box that it's in in particular is like, obviously like that's part of the presentation. It's not just a standard, um, cardboard box. And then the candles themselves have a wood top with a rope pull. And then they have a, um, you know, uh, etched in illustration on each of the, each of the candles as to what they are, which I think is, is pretty, pretty sweet. Um, Spencer, any thoughts on the, the presentation or what you thought when you got them? Yeah, I enjoyed the presentation. It doesn't appear to perfectly work for mine. The tops, I think, are designed so that you know they seal and you can pull up the candle by that means. Only one of those actually appears to work for me. What do you mean you can pull up the candle by that means? That's, that's, that's what I mean. Well, I mean, for, for one of the three candles, it is sealed well enough that I can pull it up and the candle comes with the top out of, out of the container. That, no. And then oh, for I'm, another I'm, candle, it does that now that I reset it. 
So well, I don't know if that's the plan. Um, so otherwise, they're rather hard to fish out of this thing. Yeah, that's true. They are hard to get out of the the, the packaging because they're like they're put in like uh, styrofoam. Um, they're a little hard to get out, but I think they're quality candles. They're not very big. They're what six point five ounces. Um, but I I uh, enjoyed them. Now, Spencer, you have you told us before the pod you have a very interesting system of testing these set up. I believe you have the the candles going in different rooms of your home right now. I have Is candles that what's going on in, in direct diagonal with my body across three different rooms. So if I run between them rapidly, I can get a refreshed memory of how each one smells. <laughs> you know, what I like about you, Spencer, is like you commit to the bit. There's no you don't. There's no halfway to the bit. We're reviewing scented candles. By God, you're gonna have you have them all over your house. Okay. And you're gonna have tasty notes for us. I, f- I figured I, if, I, if I just did one at a time, I would forget, you know, one would replace the other. So I need them all going at the same time so I can get a real authoritative view on the subject. Now, when we got these, they're, they're, the, um, the scents are lavender, frambois, and drunken tango. And I thought two out of the three were alcohol. But BJ, apparently you, you were telling my wife last night that is in fact not the case. Uh, yeah, so... Frambois is just uh, raspberries, but many people have only encountered frambois is the uh, lambic, I think from Lindemans. Um, and so that's like the major association that everybody yeah, that's has. Because it's that's like, what I have too, yeah. Yeah, on the, the end of aisles and, and whatever else. Um, but but yeah, it's just raspberry. Uh, but I, I think, it, honestly, it's it's gone far enough that like it, it essentially has another meaning now. Um, but... Yeah, it was kind of entertaining that that drunken tango was was or drunk tango, drunken drunken tango, tango, um, sort of like a very sloppy date uh, kind of candle. Sloppy date candle. It is kind of like little Bath and Body Works ish. Yeah, this is. I mean, it's it's definitely the basic bitch version um, of of the trio. But that, that is such a statement on me that that one's my favorite. That's your favorite for real? I mean, Spencer, yeah. we, we know hands down that, that you are the basic bitch of Mangum Talks. It's fine. Like, we love you for it. I this was not was a surprise. It. It's just good to have a label, finally. That is surprising to me. BJ, Levi, the, either one of you was Drunken Tango your favorite? Because I thought there was a clear winner. Here. It was not that one. Um, so I will say that I liked Lavender a lot more than I expected. I just normally as a scent... I do not like lavender. I don't like lavender soaps. I don't like the the herb itself. It just not at all a fan. Um, but I did like the candle reasonably well, and so like I could see that being like a, a very top choice. Um, I enjoyed the frambois uh, quite a bit. Just you know, it was pleasant. Mm-hmm. Um, so so BJ, you going hard against lavender? That's definitely like the sort of like fifties housewife super hot take, right? Which is that uh, lavenders are berated, um, <laughs> terrible scent because that that's sort of like the standard scent for for house stuff, right? Um, it is. It, yeah. It's um, clean cotton or yeah, yeah. That, that, that vein, yeah. So one of my mom's friends who would have been a housewife at it not that time but a bit later loved lavender, had lavender everything, and so it was just. Like whenever we would go to her house or whatever, like everything was lavender. I was like, ah, I'm not a fan. Um, in in a somewhat uh, related but unrelated vein. So um, I've been looking at a lot of houses recently. We're, we're considering purchasing a house. Um, we were looking at a house yesterday um, that included a candle with the scent of, um, it was old tobacco pipe um, was the name of oh, the set. Well, that could be great. Or terrible. terrible. Yeah. Um, 
there wasn't much left in in the actual candle so there was just sort of the drag so i can mm-hmm. like, you know quickly steal a little bit of a of a smell there and i was a little confused about why someone would, would purchase that to be honest and, and, and then and, use it up in, t- in its entirety yeah. was it was it accurate it wasn't inaccurate it wasn't i mean they, they definitely muted the tones right because like like burning tobacco has as very fragrant scent and and, mm-hmm. and pipe tobacco has a um can have a very very sweet nice smell to it yeah. um it didn't have this so much of the sweet notes it had a bit more of the sort of like um, car- yeah the sort of carbony um mm-hmm. sort, of, sort of notes which i guess for old um tobacco pipe is, is is extremely accurate but i just didn't even envision that that being a a a smell option. I just imagine that the real estate agent that you're working with now is like, this dude is insane. He just goes into shown houses and sniffs candles and doesn't talk to me. Probably. Yeah. Like, yeah. Come check out the master bath. Yeah. In a second. All right. I'm checking out this $12 (laughs) candle that you put out. I need need a feel of the ambiance before I go any further. Now in some defense, that was not put out by any sort of realtor. That was the guy. Um, The who owns the house. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Okay. It, it, and it was in a place that was very clearly a man cave. Like it had like sort of prohibition. It has, has ended photos and like a bar oh, yeah. there. And like, it, it was the man cavey um, section. Um, so it wasn't a realtor who was trying to say, Hey, this is the way that I'm going to, I'm going to bring you in into loving this house. Uh, it's, it's not the sort of uh, the man version of like warm cook or uh, freshly baked cookies. Um, but it was a little absurd. But yeah, so, I, I don't imagine freshly baked cookies as a gendered thing, but I get what you're saying. Um, I also sort of wonder what goes on in that man cave that somebody either decided to have a candle or the wife insisted that there was a candle. Like, did you get a vibe for which it was? Um, I mean, I'm sure the guy just thought it was cool. Um, I was like, yeah, I, thought, I like the smell because I, I, there is a pleasant smell to sort of sweet uh, pipe tobacco. Um, oh, 100 percent yeah sure yeah which be- i can see the you know if you're if you're in in a store and you see that set and you're like hell yeah i can get like check the checkbox of like using candles in a house that makes me more adult like and also it's going to be tobacco uh, or uh pipe tobacco that's great um so this bring this brings up a question i was going to ask you guys so when you what is your like so for instance spencer when he decided all right i want to experience these scented candles how he did it was put it in three different rooms that way when he goes in the room i guess he you know, maybe when you walk in, you can smell it right away. This is the idea mm-hmm. of Spencer's nodding. So that's probably the idea. So like, what's your, what's your favorite way to experience these? Because I asked the question because my living room is a big open air thing that goes into like the dining room and the kitchen. And my wife and I last night were like, well, if we like these things in my living room, there's no chance we're really going to smell it. It's just too big of a, an area. Mm-hmm. So I guess my question is like, BJ, do you have like, if you're, if you buy a cine candle, you're like, all right, well, I've, I've bought one that's like maybe like 30, 40 bucks, right? Like mm-hmm. higher end, you're excited about it. What's the, how do you, uh, how do you experience it? Like what, what to you is the best way to, to light it up? Um, so, so like, I, I have no idea what the best way, I can't say that I've ever purchased a scented candle. So, so we are in sort of Whoa. uncharted territory here, which uh that's wild I, right sorry here. absolutely just assumes you had bj i thought everybody yeah. had yeah I, and and that's where i thought there's there's going to be this interesting divide because i feel like levi like has been taking steps in this direction but maybe for a long time had never bought scented candles and then was introduced and it was just like all right this needs to be a thing so uh 
how I experienced them was like, I, I, you know, I lit them in the living room. Like we have a nice little coffee table um, and I would just like watch TV or play video games like right next to it and sort of experience it. Um, but like, as you said, it is a fairly open space. So like, you don't really get that concentration. Um, but like, I, I don't know, like I was trying to think of like another good way to do it. Um, and it actually brought to mind something that I, I want to come back to later, but we have a, uh, like a garden tub. And I was just like, it'd be very funny and very basic to like light a candle and do like a, a you know, a, ni a nice bath. Oh yeah, like a like a Jane Austen novel or something. Exactly. Um, that, I find it interesting that you've never purchased a scented candle. So when you lived alone, you just didn't have candles. I mean, I say this like like you know like you didn't have like water or something, right? Like it's weird. But like, <laughs> yeah, I've I, always bought candles, even when I was like a young what? like one young guy. I've always had candles. Well, there's buying candles and there's buying scented candles. I've got oh. candles for like when the power goes out. I've, I've never bought scented candles. Square backwater ass Florida is so weird. I have um, the flashlights for when the power goes out. Like, I don't know what you're doing with your <laughs> life. <laughs> they Utility were, candles. Da, it was damn useful when we, were, when we didn't have power for, for two week, weeks. Yeah. Uh, we're not, we're not yeah. criticizing the smartness. It's just such a weird thing to say. No, yeah, I make. I, I ensure that I have backup power. Um, yeah. Well, that's so, his so generator. Grow up, growing up in Baltimore, like, we definitely had candles and, like, uh, like hurricane candle uh, uh, containers for mm -hmm. like when the power went out. Cause it was fair, like relatively frequent and it was kind of a pain in the butt. Um, like, especially where we lived uh, cause like a lot of the internal rooms are really dark um, cause there like wasn't a lot of outside light, especially like in the evening to the night. Um, so, so yes, I do understand, you know, having power outage candles. It was just like a very funny thing. And just like, yes, we stock power outage candles on a regular basis. I, 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 it's just an aspect of upbringing, but I list power outage candles in the same category as like having a, having a plunger in your house where it's an essential thing you need to have when you move in. I just feel like most candles are scented candles now, right? Am I off on yes. that? Yeah, you're right. No, you're absolutely right. I mean, the 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 sort of like either hurricane um, hurricane glass or like um, like teacup candles. Those are like in the in the camping supplies, right? They're in the outdoors, like th that sort of section. Just get candles from REI. <laughs> well, so so the other thing is like growing up, we always had candles because my mom would light candles for for Shabbat. So like that was the other like we always had unscented candles, and lighting candles was like more specific and like a religious thing and i also think she just didn't like scented candles so like i didn't grow up with that either um i'll have to ask her but that's sort of my presumption I, I feel like when you go to like like a target right like and you want candles i feel like you'd have to search out candles that don't have some sort of scent yes yes pretty um, much all i've I, never other than being lost been to a candle aisle on a target before so i would not know um but no, Terry, I think you raise a really good point, right? It was like growing up, there's this sort of like more formal dinner. Maybe it's just uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas, but like um, religious ceremonies for BJ. But there's there's like a, a, a structure of like traditional candles um, that, that exist in our mind. And scented candles weren't necessarily there. And, and to your point, it's gone the opposite direction, right? Which is the default is scented um, for a nice little home good, you know, sort of home goody smell and, and yeah. ambiance uh, creator, the sort of more formal, let me get some candles and have a candlestick um, and, and have a formal dinner 
uh, delivery is, is not the default anymore. But you I also think it's like where you shop. And I a hundred percent agree. Like if, if you're going to like a, a big box store, like target or whatever, like you're mostly getting scented candles, but if like you're at a, like more niche, like, Costco. uh, hmm? Costco, just <laughs> trying to bring Spencer into the conversation. I can tell you about the candles I had before Levi's so generous donation. Um, but, but yeah, like a place, I want to say like Crate and Barrel or whatever, you're going to get like those uh, tapered candles, that, you know, that are joined together at the wick and, and, and things like that, that are more for the more formal dinners that are almost definitely going to be unscented. And it's just like where people shop in the stores that people are in. Yeah, Spencer. So tell us about your Costco candles. I do not have any Costco candles. I do not, other than birthday candles, which I currently have a set that I bought at Ben and Jerry's, uh, the only Mm -hmm. other candles we we apparently currently have are ones like so many of other things that we took from Bridget's grandparents' house after we lived there for a while. Uh, Spencer, what is a set of birthday candles? from Ben and Jerry's. Uh, that would be a, I'm buying a Ben and Jerry's ice cream cake. Oh crap, I forgot to buy candles. Let me buy some candles that are here hanging off a, hanging off a, a wall next to the register. Okay, so but- Spencer, you've just said the most, um, you know, shit Spencer likes thing in the world, which is birthday candles on cake. Um, I can see you like like wanting to make a special day day of it. I'm, I'm going to put down 30, 32 or 33 or 35 uh, candles on a cake and, and we're going to blow them out. Because that's, so that's Spencer, what you're supposed to do. do. Did you get like the numbered candles? Is that how it's a set, or is it just like a pack of candles? It's just a pack of candles that have pack of, pack of small candles. Yeah, okay. Pack of small candles. Now, no, I, I don't know. I put like thirty everywhere else because that's just tedious in terms of getting to the cake. I'll do like you know three and two. It works. So <laughs> I, I'm doing a little quick research here on on candles because I'm trying to figure out the market share of scented candles to overall <laughs> candles. What are you finding? I'm found so there's a an organization called Sundale Research that for the low 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 price of one hundred and fifty nine dollars you can get a state of the industry report on candles in the United States, which will tell you the market for men's candles among other things, most popular places to burn candles. Another question we just came up with, um, U.S. consumption, price trends. Um, I don't know, guys. Le- Levi, this might be something you need to uh, you need to think about a little light reading for yourself. So, I mean, Click might already have access to it. So, do they have a Kindle version? Like, can I just like snuggle up in bed and? It's <laughs> well, a funny idea. But I guess I guess if you like, you're making candles. You want you would want this report. Sure, yeah. But given that I think all of our candles, other than birthday candles, came from Bridget's grandparents, that's perfectly possible they're older than I am. So that may you know help inform the divide between scented and non there. Okay, so so it's pretty clear here that that. Um, Spencer and BJ, um, you guys have never purchased scented candles. Um, never had them bought for me before those. Never had a scented, scented candle in, in the home, even. Not um, I know of. And then Terry and I are like, we're just down with them. Like, I, yeah, I feel sure. like you make a comment about Levi, like, like, Finding out about scented candles, like nah, son, man, I've been I've been on scented candles for, for quite some time. Oh, uh, <laughs> so, so, but when, like, when did you start? Like, is this something that you grew up with? No. Okay, so when did you start? I don't know. When I was like 23, 24, somewhere, somewhere around there. You okay. Had, so, yeah, when we lived together, you always had candles in your room. So I always, pre- always like them. Would this be pre or post Saluda Court? Uh, during during that, that time period, yeah. Okay. I mean, I wouldn't have like made a big deal to like bring out a candle when we're all together. Like, I mean, we're, we're living in filth and like like drinking, you know, crappy light beer and, and like eating potato chips. We're not exactly going to be. So is that why you were in on uh, the scented candles to, to obviate some of that? 
there's the, there's some added benefits there um, mm -hmm. after you guys left. Um, I could light, light a couple of candles and and get rid of that that stench. Um, but nah, I, I think Terry and I were, were in that boat of just like these are just things you do. Um, yeah, I always just thought everybody would have scented candles around. Um, I guess I guess it's a crazy assumption now, but like I don't know. I just even when I was in high school, like in my room, I always had some candles, and usually one of them smelled good. I mean, I, I don't I, I would. I remember like picking them out based on how they smell. So I guess they were all scented candles. So was was that like a, I feel very Spencer asking this, but like a courtship kind of thing where you like, you wanted your room to smell good to like, like bring girls over? Or was it just like a personal, like I, you know, I, I want the smell and I'll light it like just to, to hang out in my room. I mean, if girls were over, I would certainly light them for sure. But like, I mean, if I was just me, like in my room, like at night, like just like reading a book or something, I would, I would light candles. But I've always just found it kind of relaxing. I, I'm with you about finding candles relaxing, about finding the ambiance of candles and the flickering light relaxing. Not as with you about adding smells to my home. I generally just prefer the absence of smell. I think that kind of factors into it. Oh, so, I mean, so I, you I, are, I go hard the yeah. other way. I mean, I've been known to put things in a crock pot just to make the kitchen smell good. I'm aware, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't even know if I'm going to eat it. Well, well actually, so that's, that's really funny that you say that because like one of the things that I hate about cooking sometimes is if my bedroom smells like certain foods oh, like i have trouble sleeping um and so like i've definitely like closed bedroom doors before cooking a lot of things um but i was gonna say so you really like the absence of smell spencer like so were you excited at the possibility of like losing your smell from from coronavirus <laughs> no <laughs> spencer's gonna go get the rona <laughs> it's like wait i, I, I cannot are. smell anything this is perfect it, it may factor into a bit of how different my girlfriend and I have in terms of sense of smell, where she has basically no sense of smell whatsoever. And so I'm the one that's constantly telling whether things are just smelling bad around the house. And so how long we've been together, it's just kind of factored in that if I'm smelling something, it's probably because something's going bad and I just prefer not to have that smell. And maybe that's because it's associated with having almost any smell in the house. Interesting. Does she like legit not have the sense of smell? Like, or is that just, she just has like a lowered sense? A smell? significantly lowered sense. Like I could find a smell overpowering that, I mean, and she could find it fairly detectable. Because that can make sense why you're not like, you're not, you know, buying a bunch of scented candles, right? I mean, it's going to be lost on her. And, and <laughs> feel. Very much very much so. Yeah, for sure. They're laughing, but I mean, I thought I was making a cogent point there. No, no you, you were. It, it, it was just how you put it was funny. That's all. She, she has a very muted sense of smell. And so it really takes the smell to be to outright for me overpowering before she can even really detect it or like feel the need to mention it. And that, that also makes sense about how she feels about certain foods being spicy or whatever, because like what you're picking up is going to be very different in food um, mm -hmm. without like a, a keen sense of smell. Very true. But so one thing I wanted to talk about with this is Levi, you, you had the idea for sending candles uh, for us to talk about. Totally, totally cool. But you gave the <laughs> anecdote that when you go to like stores that you will like branch off from your significant other and go to the scented candle aisle and just kind of camp there for a while. <laughs> Is yeah. That, like, I like want to hear about that. Yeah. I mean like you, you watch like a network uh, TV show, right? Got a sitcom. It's about a family. The guy definitely go, when he goes to the, the big box store, he wanders off to the tool aisle and, and, and messes around with tools and figures out whether or not he wants to buy a new miter saw. Um, I'm the person that's going to like roll over to the, to the candle aisle and just like, just smell some stuff for a little bit. <laughs> I just smell some stuff. I like that. Um, I mean, guys. I think we both, I mean, one, we don't frequently go to these stores um, uh, even before uh, the Rona uh, took over. Um, I mean, it would be a 
once every month and a half, two months style thing. Um, so my significant other, she would, she would go to the, the dollar craft area or the, or the dollar area, uh, because there's a lot of like small little tchotchkes that she can like integrate in, in a craft things, craft projects. Um, okay. and I would, I would, I would wander off to the, to, to the scented <laughs> candle area, uh, because otherwise like, what am I going to do? Like see whether I want to have a, like replace a camp chair. Like that's ridiculous. So this seems like the, the kind of treat that Spencer like would do for like Costco hot dogs. It's like, Ooh, I get to go over and like, you know, look at the Costco hot dogs, choose out which one I want, maybe get some fries. And then I was like, nah, son, I'm going to go smell some candles. You're it's right. Exactly you're, right. You're, 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 going dead on. you're going where I'm going, BJ. Cause that was going to be my next question is like, Spencer, when you go to stores like this, like a target Costco, whatever, if you are not there for a specific purpose, right. Let's say like you're there with like your significant other and she's just walking around or whatever. And you have, you need to kill time in one of these stores. What's the aisle you go to? Yeah, this is going to raise a question that I had about, I very rarely go shopping with anybody else. Like, other than oh. when we're going to Costco, this is we're getting a lot of stuff and need you know help moving it. Uh, I would say it is very much not the norm for Bridget and I to go shopping together, even before COVID, where we probably go shopping together once out of every 10 times other than Costco. Oh, wow. That's, that's a little strange for me. Uh, Sarah and I like to shop together. But in answer to your question, other than... The damn Costco hot dog. Good call, BJ. Nope. I'm in there to get the stuff and get out. I have no desire to roam. Okay. To well, savor I mean, the experience. Yeah, I think you're just in a unique situation, right? Because, I mean, Terry was trying to set you up for a, a scenario where you're going there a little bit against your will. Like, you you may have yeah. been, you know, wanting to check out a couple of things, but you ultimately don't, don't care about the rest. Um, so, you, you just need to kill time. Um, mm-hmm. Whereas, like, when you were 14... You would have gone to the video game section of Walmart sure. or Target or wherever, right? You would have would have just spent time there and, and envisioned yourself buying the new Mortal Kombat or for you probably some role playing game. Um, but like, I that's what you said that derisively or not? I can't tell. No, and that is a very <laughs> authentic memory for those kind of times when I was shopping with somebody else against my will. It's just those times haven't existed for a long time. Yeah, that's fair. Um, um, I, so that's really interesting because, like. My significant other, Bree, and I shop together very, like, still fairly often. Because, like, I, well, we work at the same place. We carpool, like, so so it's, it makes sense. But I've always, like, gone shopping, like, as a family thing. So, like, I would go grocery shopping with my mom all the time. Yep. Um, and still, like, it's, it's actually funny because, like, when I visit her, like, we will almost always go grocery shopping and, and like, get veggies and stuff for, for cooking. And, and so... Things like that, less so Target um, or or uh, big box stores, but still every so often. So when you're talking about like going other places to browse, like I have to like put myself in like a like a much more specific situation because usually it's grocery shopping and there isn't a lot to browse other than like the stuff that you're planning to get. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, sometimes like if there's like a new snack out like a new version of triscuits like i'll I'll, or whatever like i I look for like new things that have come out but i'll do that pretty much anywhere like any store it's like oh you know is is something interesting out or or something i need or whatever Mm -hmm. um so it's less like a specific thing and more like a genre of of new things for me it's always the book aisle i go to the book aisle wherever in these like stores that like sells everything i always go to the books and just, but I, I found like the so Spencer, you're, I can tell you're very much like if I am shopping, there's a thing I'm going to get, I'm going to get it. I'm done. Right. But like 
COVID has like changed my behavior when I go to these stores, because a lot of times I'm going now simply because I've been at home for three straight days and I just want to go somewhere and walk around. So like I I go to like target, like I I, like almost like a 75 year old man at this point. Like I go to target just to walk. How many Mm -hmm. James Patterson books have you read at target now? A lot of covers for sure. A lot of covers. Uh, but I do, I'll go to like, I'll be like, yeah, I just go to target and walk around. I always find myself at the book aisle and I usually will buy a book. Usually do not read the entire thing, but, um, yeah, that's kind of my pattern. Um, so, so Levi, what's your candle consumption, uh, tips and, and, and suggestions for our listeners, because <laughs> Spencer and I are doing crazy things that have is, no idea what's going on. Is my three room plan entirely off the, off the wall? Oh, I, don't think uh, so. I mean, it's, it's one approach and it's a very, very classically Spencer approach where it's like the, the, the next level candle, you know, connoisseur is going to be interested in, in, in synergies of the sense, right? You want to, you want to combine them together to get this sort of super scent that has, has, has nuance and, and layers to it. Right. Um, so I don't know. I don't next around that doorway right there. I don't envision you like really, really trying to do that, but it sounds like you just don't, I mean, it's, it's not your jam, right? It's not something, something that interests you or makes you feel at home. Uh, whereas I think Terry and I, like it, it just makes it seem like a very homey experience, a very, very lived in, um, comfortable place, place to be. Um, you don't need that. So you don't have to spend $12 for a, for a candle. You're good. I want to check in on it though. In like a year. Cause I feel like you might've planted a seed here today, Levi. I hope so. I hope so. Spencer might like pick up one at like a Costco and then like in like eight months we'll hear about like, he's got like, you know, like the newest, like uh, bath and body works, clean cotton or something in his bathroom. Well, I mean, the thing is, is he's going to get from Costco, right? So eight months, he's still going to be using the same candle. Um, <laughs> sure. Massive industrial size thing. <laughs> Yeah, I don't see Spencer showing up for like candle special releases or anything. Yeah, the flaw in your plan here is me buying something extraneous for myself. Probably not going to happen. Should we? Do we need to start sending you sending no, candles? No, no, you don't. No, you goddamn don't. <laughs> <laughs> you banish that thought from your He's, mind. I think he was saying that he needs sending candles. That is not at all what I was saying. Himself. That's what I heard. Is is that you consider it extraneous? But you know, there's the small little luxuries, the small little self care so, is important during, during COVID. So, so uh, how about that lavender candle? What did y'all think of the lavender candle? <laughs> that was my favorite. That was that was my favorite for sure. Far away, do, my least favorite. I do like the ones that are like. Um, I guess I'm pretty basic in that way. Like I like the ones that are like, like I said, I've talked about clean cotton or clean laundry or like um, um, the fresh grass, lavender, those types of scents. That's what I always gravitate toward. But I'm not as, I mean, I don't mind them, but I'm not as big a fan of the fruity smells. That's fair. For me, I think I was put off by the lavenders because it is the like quintessential room scent smell. It seems nowadays of where I, 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 I turned that on, left it on for like 30 minutes came back and I felt like I was wandering into a doctor's office in terms of just that Damn. kind of just standard room scent smell that seems to be everywhere nowadays. And I love how you say you turned on the turned we'll, it on. We'll discuss my match power. woes. We'll, we'll we'll discuss my match woes on you know our moment of the week kind of segment here in a minute. Um but it, it was the strongest odor for me and that put me off already and then it just I, I guess it's just so damn common in terms of there's the standard scent that people apply to a room as being just like generic and homey and safe that I just didn't find it particularly appealing. But it's one of those things where <clears throat> I, I agree with, I'm not, I don't disagree with you that that's like pretty common, right? Like if you're going in, like to leave as example, like if you're going in like a place where they're showing like a house or something, I mean, you know, if you put money on it, you may get a lavender candle. That's probably a good bet. Um, but I feel like that's, it's, it has that place for a reason because it's a, it's an unoffensive 
um, clean smell as opposed to this drunken tango thing, which makes it smell like, like a 17 year old girl's bath, uh, bathroom or bedroom. Or something. I almost disagree there though. I, I think drunken tango um, has the smell of like um, those super overly scented dryer sheets um, or, or um, uh, I was going to say like, uh, like, some commercial bathrooms have like a liquid soap that's like powerfully scented mm. and it's like kind of like that where it's just like i don't understand why you put a scent in here like but okay that that's a thing that's sort of like what i associate that with i think you're me, not right there for me the drunken tango and from while were close for me in terms of which one i preferred i think i may just not i made a may just not be able to check that smell as much but i found them both more subtle than the lavender lavender i just found kind of overpowering in smell fair hmm. And I will say it's 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 I'm not gonna say I'm a pro by, by any, any stretch of the imagination, but it is hard to sort of get a a, a a a clear model in my head of what candle can you smell um when it's you know in the store or just non-burning. Um and how can you envision that smell when when it's actually burning? Because sometimes there's there's pretty major differences, right? Um mm-hmm. That, that you can have a very overpowering smell that actually somehow gets gets burned up in the heat and and, and it's far more subtle and pleasant. Um, I don't know, Terry, if, if you have any sort of rules of thumb there, but I, to me, it, it's all over the map. I, I can't can't predict it. So I've always heard that if you wanna you wanna figure out how a candle is gonna smell when you're burning it, you're supposed to smell the lid, not the candle itself, because when you smell the candle itself, I think it's it's like more concentrated than the smell you're actually gonna get in your room when you light it. So people have always said to smell like the, the lid. So like if you're ever leave out when your candle out, you want to look like a like you know next level Jedi at this stuff, make sure you smell the lid, not the candle. Good call. Yeah. I was gonna say that makes sense. Like because you'll have some of the volatile compounds of of the candle there, but uh, and it's gonna be like the most common ones. So based on the lids, yeah. I think I think the framboise is winning for me now. <laughs> okay, Spencer likes the framboise lid better. Okay, interesting. It's interesting that it changed. Yeah. I do like the framboise. That one's good too, for sure. Yeah. Um, so like the the candles in in bathtubs sort of like and, and that being like a thought that I had, I was then thinking of the last time that I took a bath. And I happened to know exactly when that was for like an odd reason, but it was years ago. Like it's not yeah. something that I do basically ever. Um, and I was sort of wondering... I, I have this feeling that I could see Spencer being like a bath once a week kind of guy, like normally take showers, but like the, you know, four in the morning, you know, just want to like relax after a day. Four in the morning. That oh, is a hun- Now, last bath I took was uh, three and a half years ago during, no, two and a half years ago during Hurricane Irma. So that's the last bath I took, not a regular routine. And that was I... not to get clean. It was to find a way to get cold. It was just a, a cold water bath that I was just trying to lay in to cool down because the house was oh, without power AC, and 98 yeah. degrees. Oof. I don't like baths at all. I've been in more pools than I have bathtubs. Interesting. Yeah, Same. Not a, not a bath guy. Not a bath guy at all. Although, you know, on house hunting, um, my partner, she does like like baths. So we have to be, be considerate of that. Whereas I would just say, <laughs> yeah. you know, just, just have showers. Like, uh, But um, I also like... I think we're some of us are, are a little similar in some respects, Spencer, to you of, of just like super super efficient, like focusing on on the passive leaf resistance, like a shower you could be in and out and like that, right? Um, as mm-hmm. opposed to to a bath, I'm not going to sit down for 30 minutes and 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 yeah. treat I, myself. I don't see the point of relaxing relaxing things that take a lot of work to start. 
It's like there's a lot of other ways I can relax and calm down that involve that don't involve 30 minutes of prep and a lot of cleanup. What? Do you have the same thought with food? Or are you just like a sandwich guy? Like I'm, how, I am pretty much damn well a sandwich guy. How does a bath take 30 minutes to prep? Why, what is going on? That's a person who doesn't take baths. <laughs> <laughs> we also have a shitty water heater that factors Raw. into. Oh, okay. Fair we, we have a crappy water heater that does not hold. Uh, it is not big. So it also oh, factors okay. in. Well, that does change things. Levi, I have, I have thoughts on your, your house hunting, considering the fact that you like showers and your significant other likes baths. So, I mean, I know you, I mean, you know, this is just perfect world talking, right? Like, I mean, who knows what you'll be able to find on the market. But I think that in that situation, you you should prioritize the bathrooms that have bathtub over here and then walk-in shower over here. Not trying to do both at the same time. Trying to do both at the same time, you end up with a, a shower that is uncomfortable to get into, doesn't have a lot of space, bathtub that's maybe smaller than you want. But if you separate the two, everybody's happy. We actually have that in our master bath. Um, which which is funny because neither of us take baths, but um, I think it would be a very good setup for that, um, which is really funny because like I'm definitely the smallest of us and I feel like most regular baths, like I don't even fit in um, comfortably. Oh, I, yeah, and, I, just, I don't fit in any of them. Like I used to take baths like on a much more regular basis when I was running a lot, like longer distances because it was like really n- a nice way to like uh, basically get heat on on my legs that that were hurting some but since i haven't been doing that it's been years uh since i've taken a bath but big fan of the separate separate shower separate bath yeah setup unfortunately that's not really going to be a super tenable option around here but i hear you that 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 is the perfect um sort of platonic idea right is that you have like an actual tub um maybe you call it a soaking tub but just some sort of like actual place that it that gives a really good bath and then you have like a stand-up shower that you just it's great um yeah but you're probably do... looking at smaller area, smaller things so maybe, yeah. maybe maybe it's not possible but that yeah and in so many people like not like that sound like i'm 100 years old now like hey guys I like to walk around target for fun um and and but this so many people get hurt trying to get out of showers that arched also bathtubs. Jesus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, so you gotta be very careful. <laughs> gotta be careful about this, Levi. Uh, you don't want to slip and hurt yourself in the bathroom. Uh, just <laughs> say here. The things that you're cautious about, Terry, like are insane to me sometimes. So many people trying to get that, trying to get that foot out of the shower when it's the bathtub. It's, it's no good. You worried about that uh, old golf injury acting up again? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's how my mind works. Oh, really funny. So Spencer, right. t- tell us about your, your matches. Uh, it's been a bit of on brand, but I realized when I was lighting these candles that I did not remember the last time I had lit in a match for any purpose. I was a bit worried we didn't even have matches despite having candles for that purpose. But I found those and then realized, you ever that moment of when it's an activity you perfectly damn well know how to do, but you just suddenly feel like you can't because it's been long enough since you did it? Oh yeah, I have that all the time, yeah. For me, that was lighting a match today. Before I said I had the match in the hand, I had the striker, and I was suddenly like, Okay, you can do this. This is not complicated. It does but, take a little bit of confidence to do a match. I mean, you yeah, yeah. Oh no, I and I actually dropped the first one because when it, when it, when it succeeded, we suddenly, was, especially paper matches like the the box kitchen matches that are like pieces mm-hmm. of wood, way easier. But like the the paper matches like take a lot of because uh, you got to get a thumb on the back of it and then move the yeah. thumb off before. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, so I definitely had that moment of just. Concern, confusion, and just 
a moment of this is totally riding a bike, but this is also like getting on a bike after like seven years of not riding a bike or something kind of thing. Well, I'm proud of you, Spencer. He, yeah, he I, successfully lit a match and, and it was a good day. I think he needs, I think BJ, he needs us to send him some, um, like, uh, like, like electronic no. lighters. Like, yeah, we're good. We're good. I've got matches and I've remembered how to use them again. I am set for the future in case of any. I think you need like a lighter, out. Spencer. Like one yeah. of those, one the with the long. The, the arc lighters are. Oh, yeah. oh, one of those. I was thinking like one of the uh, like arc uh, lighters that have like. Oh, a, maybe maybe he needs that too. Plasma torch or both of those things. Mm-hmm. But it was just further proof to me just how rarely candles factor in my life before I could not remember the last time I lit a match or had any occasion to light a match. We yeah. probably light candles five times a week in this house. It's I know where matches are all the time, but mostly because like if you have a gas burner and like for whatever reason the sparker doesn't work, like the easiest thing to do is you just light a match and then light the gas. And so like it's a staple of like the drawer next to the range. But but yeah, other than that, like I don't, I don't use them that often. Interesting. All right, fellas. Well, I think we have we have we have talked this out. Anything else we want to talk about today? Uh, yeah. So, does anybody else have an on brand other than uh, Spencer? Your thing of the week. My my other oh. one's copying accents. I told you about PJ. Oh yeah. Um, so so let's. If no one else has okay. one, I have a little thing, and then we can end on Spencer trying to copy accent. Oh, that does remind me. I do have a question to ask you guys after Spencer's no, thing. Thank I you. Wanted to bring it up. Um, but so I was talking uh, with my girlfriend because we're looking to, to buy a TV and I'm not quite nice. ready to drop the money to get an uh, OLED TV. But I have wanted to buy an OLED TV for t- like close to 20 years now. A what? Um, you wanted to buy what? Uh, the uh, organic LED TVs. Oh, for, okay. For, yeah, for, I just used the acronym. You said OLED. Yeah. No, Sorry. Know. Yeah. So the organic LED uh, TV. So when I back in uh, undergrad, um, I took an organic chemistry course where they had just started uh, working on the technology to uh, produce uh, organic LED t- uh, TVs. And I was like, this is awesome. Like, it makes a lot of sense. Like, eventually they're going to have huge TVs. They'll be really inexpensive. And I kept waiting for it to like actually come out. Cause at that time, like the major hurdle was producing blue. They had like all the other colors. Um, and then when I was working in a lab, we had like a, like a one inch by one inch uh, screen that we used for um, uh, some visual experiments. And I was like, all right, you know, we're getting there, you know, in the next like couple of years, like we're going to have like these really nice um, OLED TVs and, it's frustrating to me that it, it's been so long and we still don't have them. But I was telling my girlfriend about this and it's like, that is so weird that like you've been wanting to buy a TV that doesn't exist for like a decade. And I mean, I get that they're finally here and expensive, but like, why are you excited about this? That is the definition of on brand. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty, it's pretty spot on there. Nail on the head situation. <laughs> uh, what is the reason? Like, why are you... Why, like I why just, for 20 years have you been interested in? Because it was such yeah. a cool tech. It, it was a cool technology and a cool way of doing it, uh, of like making these screens. And um, I don't know, like it, it was a it was a fun class and it was like a technology and system that I was excited about. And it just like never ended up happening. Um, 
So basically you can uh, plate on, like you can make layers of these organic LEDs to any size uh, piece of basically plastic that you want um, and then hook it up and just see like where the dead pieces are and cut out that chunk. And unlike other uh, TVs where like you would make the panel and it's either good or not, um, and then you'd have to throw a lot of them out, it would be, it would save a lot of uh, product. And so it was like, this is a really interesting way of doing it and a, a cool process. And so I was super excited about it being a thing. And then it basically just still hasn't been. I don't really even know what to say to that one. <laughs> Spencer, do you have any thoughts? Not really. Just I was pondering when the last time I bought a TV was and probably need to actually look into that at some point or another. So I have a question for you. Mm. Are you cheap in part because you want to retire early? Like you want to retire young, you want to save a bunch of money? I don't know if there's a really set reason for it. I just, I think we've talked before about that. I'm willing to just kind of splurge on certain set things or certain set experiences. But generally in terms of the day to day, I just, I just have an instinctual built-in desire to not spend money. I guess I'm just wondering like it, uh, is there a age I've got to live to, to see the floodgates get released for Spencer? Like, is, there, is it 65? Is it 80? When you just go, fuck it. I'm having nice things now. I mean, Are I'm you going to retire at like 45 Spencer? And this is where we're going to get excited or. I mean, if I can, sure. Who wouldn't? Oh yeah, uh, for sure. I mean, if, if I'm using my dad as an example, that man is 73. He still hasn't hit that point yet. Okay. So maybe we'll never get there. I, I was just, I was wondering if you were like a lot of this stuff, like, ah, oh, I'll just use like the iPhone two or whatever. I, I wonder if it's like things that you grew up with. Cause like, like my mom definitely like never really splurged on stuff for, for a really long time. I mean, a little bit more now that like she's a bit older and sort of like really settled into like the life that she's probably going to live for, for, you know, the rest of her life and, and like things are very settled. And so she knows like a lot more of, you know, how much money she has, like what she can buy, what she really enjoys. Um, and I think that there's definitely that aspect to it. And Spencer, I wonder like if, if that's sort of where, where some of your reticence to just like buy, buy things comes from. Man, as with so many other things, it's how you're raised. Yeah. I don't know. I just hope maybe eventually you just go, you know what? Got a lot of money now. Things are changing changing around here. Damn it. In the leech household. I mean, one, one of the arguments I get into with some of my friends of where they're like, you're a lawyer, you need to have a nice flashy car. It's part of the presentation. And I just can't imagine getting like a luxury car. I just don't see the appeal. I don't see the point in, in, in throwing out the money. I'm perfectly content to continue driving my beater 2007 Honda around for as long as it will keep driving. That's what I want in a lawyer. I don't want the lawyer who shows up in the in the bins. I want the lawyer who's like got the Honda Accord circa 2002. Like I'm like, that's a, that's a prudent lawyer it's an argument <laughs> some of my friends have told me before about that no that people are looking for the flash they're looking for the glitz they're looking for an attorney that has money and is successful and so you need to represent that it's the same thing of having oh, a nice man. suit but while i understand the nice suit i just can't get convince myself to ever get like a nice car yeah. i mean spencer uh, do you, would you get something that's a little bit more fuel efficient like kinder to the environment uh or, or are you just you know gonna keep on with your 2007 mm-hmm. honda I will get a newer car. It's the difference between a newer getting a newer car versus getting a luxury car. It's not. Yeah. It's, I don't have an issue about getting a get, getting a new car. It's an issue of getting like the top 
an entirely different category of new car. Where would Tesla fit you, in your luxury versus oh, new car thoughts? Just not, not even on the spectrum. They don't have charger stations in Florida, man. You just heard that they don't have electricity. <laughs> Never happened. <laughs> That's true. I forgot about um, that. That would be a, a significant you issue. You and your first world looking down at us right now. Um, no, I, by the way, Spencer, I do love how, like, just as a bit, like, everyone rags on you for that. And so I can escape the ire because while I buy more things than you, like, I'll, I'll, I'll spend frivolously in, in your eyes, um, namely on candles, things like that. But it's like, I really appreciate it, by the way. Uh, my, my laptop, uh, 2014. Uh, my phone, I got two and a half, three years ago, and it was a two year old model phone to begin with at the time. Um, like, I'm not buying tons of things. Um, I'm more open to it than you. Like I've, I was literally going to replace the laptop. Um, and then I saw some, some news about, um, the new, the new Macs. uh, they're coming out with a new model of Macs That's going to fix a problem that I have with the, the current gen of Macs. Um, but you know, I don't, I don't mind spending $2,000 on a laptop because I'm gonna have it for five years. Like it's fine. I just, sure. I just like, sure. um, so I'm more in your mold, but sort of closer in the middle between you two, but I'm glad you get all that flack because otherwise, you know, my iPhone, my iPhone SE small phone, which is basically a, uh, what is it? A, a six and a five body or a five and a six body. Um, your phone may be as old as mine is then. Mine is, I think mine is a, either a five S or a six S. I think of, the, of us, of us, uh, our friend group here, I, I think I'm the one that maybe does the most frivolous spending. Maybe, or at least maybe I have that, 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 um, based on the sheer number of packages I've received from BJ over the course of the last year, you got competition. Yeah, but, but I don't buy stuff for myself. That you're, you're still, my point you're still buying even, it for your amusement. I guess my point is even I have things where like, uh, like I, like a car, like, I mean, you guys know, like I had like this red Ford fusion for like Ever. 10 years. Um, and I recently sold it and now really don't have a car. Like my wife has a, a Prius and then we have a, a um, super route bag that doesn't really work, but like it's it's COVID times. We both work from home. We don't need yeah. two cars. So like cars are one of those things where I like I don't care. But like to Levi's point, like some like t- technology, like a new phone, a new um, laptop, a new TV. Like my thought is always, I'm gonna have this thing for years. Why why not spend the extra two hundred bucks and get the model I want? You know what I mean? I mean, for the largest expenditure I've had recently was when I bought that VR headset. It took me probably seven months to convince myself to do it. That's that's very fair. By I was way, so happy you did it. By the way, I remember being yeah. like, like, uh, like, just very pleased that you you pulled the trigger on that. It took a hell of a lot of talking myself into, and it took several months for it to be delivered thereafter. So, huh? question to quantify this: um, <laughs> since graduating college, um, how many TVs have you purchased? Me, all uh, everyone. Um, the two TVs I have purchased, I could stare at right now. Okay, so you purchased two TVs and they've lived with you for the past um, 14 years. I bought that one when I went to law school, and then I bought that one from Costco about four or five years ago. So okay. that that is it. Okay. Um, so so we'll put you at two, but I was actually trying to consider like main TVs because Terry, like you've you've had houses longer than 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 a lot of us, or BJ as well. So there's a little bit more variability of being able to have a TV in multiple rooms. Um, so so Terry. How many like main main TVs have you had? Sort of main living room, living area TVs. Well, so I've purchased one, but we've had five. Okay. But but that's because like the last house I was in had four bedrooms, and like we plus like two plus an office plus a living room, um, 
And we just decided like, you know, to, to have a fully functional guest room, we wanted it to have a television as well. So we ended up having TVs in all those rooms. Okay. Um, and then we gave away a couple when we moved in this house, which is scaled down a little bit, but those were gifts. Um, I've only bought one, which is in our living room right now. Uh, nice, nice, smart Vizio that I got like three years ago. Still working just fine. Hey, same thing I got. DJ. One. One. Um, at, so um, when I moved out to Illinois for grad school, I bought like a relatively nice TV. It went with me to California. And then um, I think it I gave it away or sold it. And it's probably down in Tijuana now. But like, hmm. that's it. And then free inherited a tv from like a roommate that didn't want it and so we have like this tiny crappy tv that i've been limping along with until like i figure out exactly which tv i want and i think kind of to your point levi and how i shop for for things like that is like first of all like i, I want to get a good deal but second of all like i want to figure out like what very specific features that i want on that TV or on that like piece of whatever. And it takes me forever to like figure out exactly what I want. Yeah. And cause I'm going to be quote unquote stuck with it for years. years. Well, uh, it's one of the things I think my answer is a little bit, um, a little bit misleading though, because I do have to have the newest Apple television. So like, while it's only one TV, I've gone through, I've cycled through like three generations of Apple TVs. Um, because like, I don't know for me, like that's, that's the upgrade. Like, I mean the the TV like the 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 picture quality or whatever. I'm just not. I mean I I want a nice one, but like I can't tell at the high level mm -hmm. really much of a difference. But the interface of the Apple TV and all the improvements they continue to make to that 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 tangibly changes how I watch television. So um, that's important to me. Uh, so so I I will give my answer, but BJ, I want to first point out the fact that um, I'm happy that you're alive during this time, um, like 1960s BJ who like pesters the salesperson in, in, in Radio Shack <laughs> about the feature set of all the TVs would have been, would have been a real asshole to deal with. Ooh, Just like, <laughs> I, so I don't think I would have done that. I would have gotten the Radio Shack catalog and poured over it for a really long time. Okay. But, uh, but I, I do agree in the, in the, like, you know, getting the specs from, from somewhere. And it's great that we, we, we do live in these times and I can just do it on the internet. That is true. I didn't consider the fact that you might write the manufacturer and say, I, I, I want to have the specifications of all the models that you have commercially available in the, in the U S and like, yeah. And, and you I do tours of your production line, <laughs> not, not get like a response immediately because my handwriting is so bad. So I'd have to send like multiple letters saying the same exact thing. Um, <laughs> uh, so my answer is I've had two TVs post college um, one of those I inherited from, from Josh, um, which he got refurbished from Newegg. Um, that broke maybe five years ago when we moved to a new apartment. Um, so that one had lived maybe 10 years and was refurbished at the time. And then I bought like a $300, $400 TV from, from, from Best Buy because I, I just, we needed to have a TV. Um, mm -hmm. And I didn't want to go through the, the hassle of having to research all this thing. And I'm like, this looks fine. Um, yeah, yeah. Let me get this. I feel like that's, slightly uncharacteristic like very characteristic but like an uncharacteristic purchase that you have done so very characteristic in that like we just need something like this looks fine i'm going to go in and get it but like that's the other side of the i'm going to research the exact thing that i want um, which sounds like you do a little bit more for like uh maybe headphones and and laptops and things like that i mean i'm, I'm with terry right which is like i want a fine tv um but if you're going to talk to me about um the re 
like refresh rate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know, man. Um, it's it is what it is. Yeah. Um, I'm, so so where I like I'm waffling on is like getting if I'm going to get a new generation uh, like console or something like that, and I need like a specific HDMI port, like all that stuff like factors in where it's just like honestly, I just want the TV to look good, kind of deal. But do I need other things to to factor into? Pay attention to the ports of your televisions and your and your laptops and VR gentlemen. headsets. <laughs> from Uncle from Uncle Lee out there to all the listeners, pay attention to your ports now. This has become very very important. Uh, I bought a VR head. My wife got a VR headset for me for Christmas, and it is in a pile on my dining room, unused because I cannot. Uh, I don't have the appropriate port on my my laptop, and I refuse to buy a laptop to use this damn thing. <laughs> Um, yes, didn't your wife there. get a new laptop recently she did but she got a mac and it still has that same usb3 and oh same, joy uh, yeah she she because she wanted a mac so yeah i mean if we we want we we could have potentially gone out and just gotten one that has the display port and it could have worked but um i'm, yeah, I'm not buying a computer just to use this thing uh so spencer tell us about your accents okay, oh, okay. yeah this this kind of came up uh late from the discussion that we had about you know code switching or banding certain accents as you go through life and I was on a call recently with a, with a set of clients that are from North Carolina. They actually have an office in Winston-Salem and they had a very classic, you know, kind of Piedmont and North Carolina accent. And the only other person on the call with the two of them and me was my, one of my bosses who's from Connecticut. And about once the, it was a pleasant call, we had a nice conversation. At the end of the call, my boss called me separately after we're done and said, Spencer, I never realized how thick your accent can get. It's like, what are you, what are you talking about? Is it, you guys were rolling out a drawl so thick I couldn't understand half of what you were saying. What do you What do you mean? We weren't we weren't really using the accent. That you have no idea how thick your accent got when you were talking with these guys. It was just a moment of realization for me where most of the time when I was speaking, I have mild accent, almost non-existent. But apparently, when I'm back with the kind of accent I grew up with, because I was born in Winston Salem, spent a lot of my time in uh, Statesville, I will fall back into that accent when someone else is using it with me. To a degree, I just don't even realize when I'm doing it. And it was just fun for fun moment of realization for me and my boss of where he had no concept of me having an accent because I don't have one with him. But then when I'm back in the South, back with people, back with the kind of accent I grew up with, it suddenly becomes more pronounced. I guess like a form of code switching. It just led to a lot of pondering of how much other people do that too, or how much the abandonment of, of, of that accent was conscious or not in all of us. So I... It, and so we talked about this uh, around one of our other podcasts, and I realized that both of you come from the same place, which has a fairly significant accent. And I was just sort of wondering if there was like a pack that you guys just like, all right, we're going to drop this accent like freshman year of college or, or, or something like that. Because, I mean, neither of you, I would say, have particular accents. Uh, and it's a little surprising to me. Eva, do you want to tell them about the pack we made? <laughs> yeah, it was... Uh... <laughs> 2003 in uh, Hojo, just like, all right, we got to <laughs> No, it was, a, it was a house party in Weeksville and we decided, Hey, you know, um, we can't sound like these idiots. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I mean, one, I, North Carolina is a, an odd place in the sense there's a lot of diversity of accents. There's there Appalachia, there's sort of um, Piedmont area. There is the, 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 the Eastern seaboard. And then there's, you know, weird things like Ocracoke and then Lumbees. Um, there's just a lot, mm-hmm. a lot of diversity there. Actually, I was Your watching a, a video on YouTube about um, accents of the U S by um, I think it's GQ or men's health. Um, one of them has this like a dialect coach who does like dialect reviews um, which is actually super engaging and, and he's fantastic. And and I'll send you guys a link to this video because he, he 
uh, traverses the U.S. but seamlessly switches to the accent of the region he's covering when he's doing that. Um, mm-hmm. So it's so it's sort of cute. Um, but North Carolina has a lot of different accents, and like our, the area that we grew up in, Terry, like we didn't have. There's some folks that had 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 more more drawly, more traditionally southern accents, but it by no means was commonplace. Um, um, yeah, I'm. Um, I, I mean, I, I lived out. It's funny because I mean, I'm BJ. Obviously, you, you, you think. Lee and Levi grew up in the same place. And I guess we did, but like, we kind of didn't because I grew up in a, like a farming community that was like 25 minutes away from the city center, which was like 16,000 people, but of Elizabeth city. And that farming community did have people with very thick Southern accents. And I had a Southern accent growing up, but I remember very specifically figuring out when I got to UNC, like I'm intimidated by all of this stuff that all these people here are smarter than me. All these people here know more than I do. Like the one thing I can control is to not sound like a hick around them. So like, I really wanted to kick any amount of Southern accent that I had. I just put in the chat uh, a link to a YouTube video about the Bruges accent, which is, um, the Ocracoke high, high tider. Yeah. It's like the, the coastal North Carolina. Yeah. Hoyt Oiter. Go yeah. out in here and you go other thing. Like that sort of thing. Um, I find that accent interesting and charming. I wish I had it. If mm-hmm. I could, if I could get, have that accent, I would take it. Um, but the like traditional, like Southern good old boy thing that I grew up with in Weeksville, North Carolina, I felt like um, it's not going to get you. I mean, if you, it's not going to get you ahead in life, yeah. basically. Now, Spencer, you were talking about your Southern accent. I have heard your Southern accent come out, but I, if my, my memory serves, I remember you have an accent on specific words, mm-hmm. but it's not necessarily the entire time you're speaking. So you'll, you'll hit so. a word and there will be a draw to that word, but it's not like a, it's not all the, you know, it's not the same. And it's very distinct based on context. Like if I'm around people that have a, a thicker Southern accent, I start to use a thicker accent. If I'm not around people with a neutral accent, it doesn't. It, it appears on certain words occasionally, but much less often. So do you guys have that? Of where if you're in certain climes or around certain people, your accent becomes more pronounced? I do have that. And I'll tell you, um, I fight against it because when I was growing up and I was in high school, I had exactly what you're talking about, Spencer. When I was in Weeksville, I talked like the good old boy. If I was talking about like with folks who had more of like a, um, I don't know what you would call it, like an urban accent or like hip hop culture or whatever, I would use that accent. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and like people would call me out and call me like fake. They would be like, well, you're just being fake with people. And I remember thinking like, well, no, that's not my intent. Like, I mean, I, I just I've kind of fallen in line with everybody. Yep. Um, but I, re- I remember getting beat up for that socially of like this, this idea that like Terry, like, Lee is fake like when he gets around certain people he talks differently um and so I I I have this like impulse in my mind to not do that but I think it's a natural thing I've heard a lot of people say that they do it especially with the southern accent for for me so yeah I was just gonna say um there are two things one I I wonder whether there's a a personality characteristic that some of you guys may have that that I may not have because I don't think I do um all the quick Spencer you're making me second guess whether I actually do um I think you guys are just more agreeable I think you guys are are, are more agreeable in, in terms of personality and want to sort of blend in um, as well, opposed to stand out. That's 100% true. Yeah, I think, I think it's very much that. And I was thinking, Levi, I've never really distinctly, I, I couldn't place in town where I've heard you have a distinct Southern accent. Two words, um, according to my girlfriend, two words. Which words? L- lawyer. Um, yeah, there you and, go. Okay. And mm. naked. Yeah, all right. That would, that would, yeah. mm-hmm. Naked. Uh, there you go. That's true. Those are two words that, like, very, very early, sort of dating her. She was like, um, "I don't, I don't know why it came up, but I, I said lawyer, and she's like, what was that?" 
I was like, lawyer, lawyer, that's, that's how you say the word. <laughs> um, but those two words are the ones that to me most stand out as being distinctively um, Southern or, or at least not sort of either Northern or, or standard U.S. Yeah. Now, did y'all, when you were around folks who like Spencer, so when you were around people at a Southern dialect, did you ever um, encounter folks who, who said words that were like not real words? Like, oh yeah. Cause words like in that, this, this, this thing I just sent y'all on YouTube about the, you know, the Bruges accent, like they, there's this word ding batter. I heard yeah. it my whole life. It was all always like people from the North who come to the South and they don't know what the hell they're talking about. They're ding batters. And then like, I, 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 at some point figured out that is not like an actual <laughs> word. Just what the people say. <laughs> um, the other thing, um, and I may have mentioned to you guys before, but, uh, my partner, she slips into a more Southern accent when she's around my family. Um, and like the first time she did that, I remember taking her aside and just saying, um, do you know you're doing this? Like, it seems a little condescending. Um, like the, like you're, you're born in Concord, Mass. Like you're not like, it's so not your that's, heritage. That's interesting that you, so Hillary Clinton had the same thing happen to her when she was down in Arkansas with, when Bill Clinton was governor, she would give speeches to Southern audiences and would take on a Southern accent. And everybody was like, it's either condescending or it's just fake, right? Mm -hmm. Her point was like, well, that was just the crowd I was with. Like, that's just, I was just trying to like fit in. And know, it, it's that. so common and it's so surprising. Like, it's maybe unsurprising, but it, it's it's so common that people do that and that people consider it condescending just like, just seems like you want to call somebody out. And like, I think that there are a couple of things that have gotten adopted a lot more widely, but y'all is to me, very, very, very Southern, mm -hmm. but, but it's something that, that I use and I've adopted because it's convenient. It's efficient. It, it, it's really plural? better way of speaking. What's the plural you, if it's not y'all, right? You, you all, all, you all, you guys, you girls, yeah. you, hey, you, you guys. guys. It's interesting you because Levi, you've really switched over to you guys a lot. Um, and mm. I, like, I don't know if you never used y'all, but, but you say you guys a lot more than I would expect. I've heard Levi say you guys. I mean, I definitely use have used both. I mean, I, I guess it it also depends on like how formal I'm I'm being, right? Sure, like, sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's an element of my job that is 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 pretty formal, um, and I would not use it there. Um, but like on you internal, use y'all to be more form formal. No, I use you <laughs> you guys or um, yeah you all. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, like internally, like if I if I'm like chatting with a colleague. Um, I'm definitely going to use y'all because it's just yeah. y'all is so just endemic. I don't even process it as being Southern anymore. It's just the way you communicate. I, I it's like, believe I've heard you use y'all all the time. I didn't even think of that as being Southern, really. Uh, um, yeah, I mean, it wasn't until I went off to college that it, it it became clear that that wasn't the case. But Terry, on and I think I've told you guys the, these stories before, but um, going to UNC is where it really um, made it clear where my prejudices lie. Um, because freshman year, um, the um, what do they call it um, when when the the incoming freshmen come and and visit the campus and sign up for classes? Yeah, um, like an age, summer introduction or something like that. Yeah, I know yeah. you're talking about. Yeah, like, um, like first weekend or something. week or whatever it is. Yeah. Yep. Um, the guide there um, was a Asian woman, um, Asian girl who mm -hmm. had the deepest Southern accent that I've ever seen in my entire oh. life, and I remember thinking not supposed to be like that. Like you're supposed to be better than this. Like <laughs> so, there's not a reason why you should be doing what you're doing. Please don't do that. 
<laughs> is um, one of the uh, PhD students that I worked with at, uh, in San Diego. She grew up in uh, Birmingham, Alabama, I think, or somewhere middle, like fairly middle of nowhere, Alabama, uh, either where one of the universities is, because that's where her dad got a job, like straight out of China. And um, her older sister had somewhat of a Southern drawl. And so her older sister would turn on CNN for like this girl and her twin brothers that they wouldn't have a Southern drawl because like she hated it that she had it so much. And so like from the time they were like three or four, like CNN was on all of the time in their house. To learn that kind of generic mid-Atlantic standard kind of accent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, like I, 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 I killed mine with a lot of books on tape. Hmm. Um, I listened to a lot of books on tape and that helped me like figure out just kind of how to, how to kick it. Um, on the, on y'all though, um, that is a good word to figure out if somebody has in my mind, like a natural Southern accent or if they're putting it on, um, here's the test I do y'all. If it's said in the Southern accent, like usually it's a continuation of the previous word. What are y'all? Like, what are y'all doing? It flows in. As opposed to what are y'all? If somebody does what are y'all instead of, instead of what are y'all? Like, I feel like that that's like less natural. Um, mm-hmm. that's, that's yeah. It's kind of a, a bellwether for me. Um, so I've found out that I have a fairly significant accent on at least one word. Um, but I haven't picked up a lot of the Baltimore accent, but water. Water's classic. I love the Baltimore accent, by the way. I I find that to be a really charming accent. Because of the wire or just in general? No, um, not necessarily because of the wire, although the accents in the wire I thought were pretty cool too. I just, I don't know. I've always found it to be a pretty charming accent. You should pick that up, BJ. Yeah, I I was going to say of all of the accents that like, you know, I've tried out for very, like to mimic or or whatever, the Baltimore accent is probably the hardest for me to try and do. And I don't know why, like, I feel like it should be super easy, but mm-hmm. it just, for whatever reason, just never, never works. One thing I've noticed about accents is that people always tend to accent like their hometown or where they're from. That one can always slip in. Like when, when, you, when you ask somebody what state they're from, they'll often accent how, that, how that's pronounced. Like my boss, and this, my boss almost laughed at me at one point when she asked me, when someone asked me where I was from and I said, Charlotte, North Carolina. And I, that was just how you pronounce that phrase. It didn't catch me off guard that there was any different way to pronounce that. But apparently that's often one that bleeds in with people no matter how far away they get from it. Which I was going to say, which is really funny because I say Baltimore rather than saying Balmer, mm-hmm. which Balmer. is like how you would say it. And, and I just don't know where that like. When was the divide for you? For me. I always sort of obnoxiously say Balmer. Like I just throw it in when it's like, I'm, I'm talking like this and then I will say, oh, up in Baltimore. Just because I found that to be a very fun thing. Have you ever seen the YouTube video of the guys doing Baltimore accents and they're trying to say Aaron earned an iron urn? Oh, God. Yeah, that was hilarious. Earn, 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 earn. <laughs> it's one of the greatest videos I've ever seen because that one guy is like breaking the fourth wall and he's like, oh, shit, that's how I sound. <laughs> very funny video. Yeah, I, I guess like I didn't realize when we were talking about like you guys growing up in, in Elizabeth, like how different that was like 20, 30 minutes apart. I mean, he's, he's, I know what Terry's trying to, to, to imply and he's not wrong. I I'd say my, <laughs> my, my personal experience is a little different just because I mean, like I, we would, 
my dad owned a slaughterhouse that was um, outside of Hereford on, on the county line to Gates. Right. So like, like we're out in the country um, in sort of like real rural areas um, of the state regularly. So I sort of was grown up around that mm-hmm. um, ton of, ton of farmers, even though we didn't have, you know, farming property um, per se, or, or, or was necessarily surrounded by it, but he, he's not wrong in the sense that there's um, there's, I mean, there was a, a, a even as small as Elizabeth city is, there's an urban rural divide there, right. Um, that it, it, it's very different. Um, and, um, my personal two senses that people, for, people from the country like to, to make it very clear that they're, they're from the country. So they play yes. up these, these things. Um, for they sure. like that segregation, that, that, that distinction. Um, but no, I mean, it's, it's definitely present, but I mean, ultimately we're also in like Northeast North Carolina, right. We're, we're not in, in the middle part of the state. We're not in Appalachia. Um, like we're, sure. we're um, you brought up a yeah, Levi. That's another yeah. accent that I found really charming. Is that really hard Appalachian accent? Yep, the sort of like um, Scots Scots Irish style. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I knew a kid from Murphy, North Carolina, which is the most western point you can get to. Like, at, like politicians in North Carolina like to say, like, I'm going to go, I'm going to visit all the towns in North Carolina from Manio to Murphy because the most eastern and western points in the state. And he was from Murphy, and he had this. I, I, an accent I could not figure out, but I found it to be incredibly charming. But it was that like super Appalachian accent. Um, everything strung together, making up words. There's a lot of words he would say that like I don't think were real words. Which Spencer, yeah. when I brought that point up earlier about like you know being around Southern people who say words that aren't like real, you you nodded. Did you have did you have that same experience? I'm I'm have to, I'm have to think about which words they are, but yeah, that's totally a thing. Where there are words that do not exist outside of certain Southern dialects, and they're perfectly understood within those, and they're times yeah. replacement or combined words. But you don't think about them as being weird until until someone points it out. My granddad used to do that. Like he would say, I remember being like after I'd gone off to college and came back and he'd be sitting around talking about grandpa, what, like, I, I wish I had the, a list of them, but I'd say, what, what, what is that? And, and we would look it up and it would just be some shit. He used the example like, of, they all made up. You used the example of dingbatter. I never said dingbatter, but I'd often call, call somebody like a dingbat. It was just, it was, it was, it was a common expression we'd use. I've heard oh. dingbat though. Yeah. I don't, like, know, that, that I don't is, know if that's a southern that accent. Different dingbatter, I think is, might be a different. So, yeah. I mean, the more, the more classic one is right. is is, is phrases. Um, phrases mm-hmm. that are just entire, entirely undecipherable. Like the, again, uh, back to my partner, like the first time I said, um, the devil's beating, uh, beating his wife. Um, when we're talking about outside. when it's raining, when it's, when it, when, when the sun's out, uh, yeah. she just was floored of like, what are you talking about? Like, what are yeah. the words that are coming out of your mouth? And I was like, um, Oh, I guess this is a little bit weird. So, so you guys don't do this much, but I remember, uh, Fixenta was like, uh, yeah. what? Yeah. What is this? Um, and then another thing that like is clearly a thing elsewhere, but mudden mm. was just a. Uh, I had no idea what was going on when people would talk. Uh, you go around in a truck and drive around. And oh, you yeah. go mudding. Yeah. yeah, yeah, mudding. Okay, I got what you're saying now. One, one. Of my dad is a more Texan accent, but he always, always said when I was growing up to catch a wild hare, and that would just be a standard expression that he would use. That everybody else was just looking like, "What the hell did you just say? What does that mean?" But, but it, see, that's the thing is that a lot of these, a lot of like Southern accents or or, or, or or Southern phrases, like you can catch up and sort of decipher it. Um, mm-hmm. And the thing that really tickled me about Devil's Beating His Wife is that it's literally indecipherable. Like it, it, yeah. it, it's not a sentence that makes any you, sense. You um, just have to have cultural background to understand yes. that. Yeah, exactly. I that one too, though. I remember dad telling me that when the, the 
it's sunshine and it's raining. The devil's beating his wife. And I, I, I remember thinking it was like super normal. And I, I can't remember who I said it to, but it was some woman. And I remember and she would be like, I remember her saying like, that's a little like problematic. I mean, I know it's weird what you're saying, but you're still talking about like, even though it's the devil, it's still like not cool. <laughs> I wish I had more examples though of my granddad. Cause my granddad would say these words and, and we, he would just, procl- he would just say that they were like, they were real words and we never could peel that onion back and figure out, did he make it up or mm-hmm. did, he, did he just hear it from somewhere? There's, there's ones too, where they're just frequently misunderstood by people who don't understand the Southern context, like bless your heart. That's an easy expression to misunderstand what somebody's actually saying when they say that. Usually pretty charged, Jim. Um, I was wondering if you're going to go with that or, or bone apple tea. Uh, there's like a subreddit dedicated to like people mishearing things and like, walking away with like much weirder expressions because they don't like know the words that are going on into it sometimes foreign languages sometimes not mm-hmm. um, but it came from like somebody not understanding bon appetit and it was just like a they thought they were saying bone apple tea and it was just they carried that through their life huh. um but i can I see can that happening with like a, i never heard that before vj but i can hear it now when you say bon appetit i can hear i can hear bon apple tea now so um I sort of went on a somewhat of a, a deep dive on on YouTube, listened to the guy's videos that I I pasted mm-hmm. in the chat. Um, yeah. But he, he was talking about this phenomenon, um, and and he raised a a word which I'm curious whether you guys would find in any way objectionable. Card shark. Um, that apparently is the Bon Appleti, um version. That it, it used it used to be the classical one is is card sharp um, with a P huh. as opposed yeah. as opposed with. Oh, okay. I've um, never heard that correct. I yeah, yet, neither. neither have I. And I just imagine that there's a lot of those of, of, of things that have just morphed and become sort of a little bit easier um, or more straightforward um, or intuitive in some ways. Because um, mm-hmm. card shark to us, like you hear that and go, yes, it's a shark with cards, like a person who's, 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 who's secretly good and is, is going to destroy you. Whereas sharp also works, but shark has a bit more of a I don't know, it just seems like it has a bit more of a clean meaning. Um, I think I like card shark better. Trump had one of these, right? It was bigly, but he really was saying big league. If you go back, like for years, oh, he, he used to say big very, league. He oh. would say that's very huh. big league, but he just has just mashed Slurred it up it, yeah. to where now it sounds, it, everyone just assumes he's saying big Lee, which it sounds like kind of nonsensical. Yeah. So that's interesting that card shark wasn't a thing because like a shark being somebody that, that like, uh, like a car salesman or something like that, that's like really uh, like going at it, like also doesn't have your best interest at heart, that like that kind of connotation. That's where I assumed that that came from as opposed to card sharp, which is, yeah. that's interesting. I'm- yeah, I mean, I I think ultimately that was the the part of of linguistics that I liked. Um, I did pretty terribly in introduction to to linguistics, but <laughs> the part about sort of origin of words and, and and the fact that there are these sort of trends of things um, was always always extremely interesting. Because I mean, it ultimately comes down to convenience, right? What can you rationalize in your head to to making sense? Because all words are arbitrary, right? They're all arbitrary strings, um, but there's a lot of them. So yeah, um, over time they're going to to collapse to a more simple form. Uh, because super hard distinctions um, are hard to keep, keep in your head. Um, I think there is a, a f- like, uh, yeah, an interesting, like, uh, pr- uh, 
story around housewife and the things that is sort of like morphed into over time and then come back that I think would be a deep dive that, that might entertain you Levi because hussy and housewife are basic hussy came from housewife and then came to mean something completely different um and it, it's sort of a, a fun little rabbit hole to like see the things that like it eventually uh degraded into and then sort of like housewife came back once it like really degraded into something else and came to mean something else but yeah, you know it. etymologies are, are very entertaining um good topic bj this was fun this is a good one yeah i i thought it would be fun because it was something that i just realized uh when spencer was talking about that at some point i was just like wait a minute you guys don't have accents and that's insane we need to talk about it. so yeah it's been fun um yeah anything else we want to cover wrap up no i think we've covered a lot all right. Well, Levi, thank you for the candles. This was very great. Um, oh, I was going to say that we, it, 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 whenever it's my turn to do one of these, I know what I'm going to do. Because um, I have another, I have one of these things like Levi, sorry, I didn't mention this before, but I have one of these things like, like so Levi's like, yeah, like kind of like one of his things is he like scent and candles. So my thing is soaps. Mm-hmm. Um, I probably spend more money than like most people would think is absolutely reasonable or, or at, at all reasonable on soaps. Like, I have a bunch of different hand soaps, like goat's milk soap, um, uh, different kind of af- African soaps that I've picked up over the years. Um, so maybe when it's my turn, we'll, we'll do a soap review. Again, in the category of things I would never voluntarily do for myself, but I am happy to do it as part of this podcast. I know it sounds lame, but like, I don't no, know. It, it gives it's me a little, like, I, think about how many times you wash your hands a day. And it gives me like a little bit more joy to have a nice, nice soap. You know, it's like a little thing you can do to improve your day. We, the, the point of this is to have a shared experience outside of our normal wheelhouse and that is fun that is new that is novel we'll see if, it, see if it sticks <laughs> no i don't but we're gonna go with this Spencer's a dove guy dove and dial they're there they're at Publix. it's easy uh, iris spring uh not so much <laughs> all right well I'm, I'm i'm sending i'm sending soap to you guys whenever it's my turn that's the thing i'm gonna do cool next time right. on shared experience soap all right, guys. Well, thanks for doing this with me. Uh, anything else anybody wants to bring up before we, we wrap up? No, let's call it. Cool. All right. Thanks, everybody. See you.